All right, two weeks in a row, we are going to uh, start the show talking about uh, talking about branding. But this week, I did my research, so we're not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna end up with like an Ed Sheeran incident again. Um, and we're <laughs> gonna take a a detour through baseball for this. Okay, but yeah. Well, like first, uh, last was it last week? Uh, Bochi uh, did his final game as uh, uh, coach. Sorry, not not general manager. Manager coach of the giant. Is he the GM? No, he's just he's he's just the manager. Okay, right. or or Mister Manager, as some would say. <laughs> yeah, um, that was uh, believe it or not, that was just this past Sunday. I mean, it feels like it was about eight weeks ago. But... Yeah, for all, I mean, probably everything feels like it. I don't know. How long do Watergate take? Um, yeah, so that, that that that's that's a bummer. Like, so I like we've talked about in the past, but I, I wish he had gone out on a on a super high note. But he leaves behind a really awesome legacy and a good team. And unfortunately, the Giants have attracted a whole ton of like fair weather fans and stuff. But it's, I, I think it's going to be a fun rebuilding process for the team. I I might be getting some of these numbers incorrect, but I I think this was the kind of the headline that I saw around his retirement. He has a very interesting career in the sense that I think there's only been like 10 or 11 managers in major league baseball history to win three or more world series. But of those, I think he's the only one with a losing record overall. You mean for every game he's coached in the MLB? Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's had a, I guess I, you know, he was, he was a part of some pretty crummy Padres teams for a number of years. I mean, I think he eventually took them to the World Series as well, but um, for a while they were pretty bad. Um, and then, of course, of course, the Giants have kind of even, you know, in between their World Series runs, have kind of had their ups and downs in those odd years. Um, so, yeah, kind of a... Um, I think if you're not a Giants fan, probably a somewhat uh, polarizing um, figure, like in the in con in the context of like the Hall of Fame and that kind of stuff. Because I don't I don't know I I'd be curious to know like if there are any managers who are like in the Hall of Fame who have an overall losing record. Yeah, who was it? Was it Tommy Lasorda? Who was the guy for the for the Dodgers like throughout most yeah. of the nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have no idea why I was blanking. I could have sworn maybe they, the announcers use it interchangeably, but as a manager versus a head coach, I guess baseball just doesn't have head coaches, or if they use that term, it's to refer to the general manager. As far as I know, I think baseball is the only one that uses manager instead of head coach. I think all the other sports um, just say coach. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, the reason I bring that up is so it was a little bit of branding news related to sports and, and some other stuff. So when did the, and I know this name never stuck, but the O.co Coliseum, when did that become the Ring Central Coliseum? That, is, that stadium has changed names probably, so since we've moved up here in 2010, mm -hmm. it's it's been at least like three or four different things, right? I don't think so. It it because oh, it was always they had like so o.co was like overstock.com which is uh run by some weird alt right guy. Uh it used to be called overstock.com and then then they were like oh the .co uh TLD is coming out so we're going to we're going to buy the letter o for, and make a big splash. So it used to be the Overstock Coliseum. Then it was o.co but that was just the same company. And now apparently it's Ring Central which is a voice over IP provider. I think that that like for businesses out. maybe yeah sure 
yeah so i was wondering when that changed but yeah yeah no idea yeah um and i <clears throat> and i assume oracle arena uh is uh still doesn't have a name or they don't know what they're gonna do with it i so i have not followed up on that since they somewhat mysteriously took down the oracle branding mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't know what's become of that yeah who knows it's still better than if it's nameless it's still better than like guaranteed rate field or whatever the hell that thing was all right it's it, I was just, just going to say it's it's the um, first Warriors game at Chase Center this weekend, preseason game, but on Saturday night. And the, the only reason I know that is because they are playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start the show. <laughs> I'm not going to rip into the Lakers at all. Uh, and they're having they're having some rough times. I'm still not over the magic uh, the the Magic Johnson thing. And we we put that behind us. Uh, we who's we. You, you, and and Los Angeles County in the greater LA metro area. Me, me and LeBron, yeah. <laughs> uh, you are also trying to break into the movie business. All right, because he's his whole thing is he's trying to pull a The Rock, right? Or a Dwayne Johnson. He's that's he's he kind of wants to have the empire similar to him, except he's of course a much more successful in the grand scheme of things with sports. He's more successful. He wants to be a. Um, multi-channel multi-industry guy yes yeah starring in space jam 2 oh why can't they leave anything alone oh can, can we can we talk about space can we talk about space jam <laughs> sure um so go to spacejam.com right now I've, I've heard of this right they, it's like they still have like the the original website up yes from yeah. 1996 and you know what warner brothers you're all right that's that's super cool yeah. It looks like a thing that was hosted on Angel Fire or GeoCities back when everybody had 56K. And that's just awesome. I feel like I'm going to get motion sick if I stare at this background too long, though. I need to close this tab. <laughs> I like the, the, the there's no CSS sheets. It's all just like it's Times New Roman for the for the footer font. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Sitemaps. I forgot about sitemaps. Oh, good times. Okay. Uh, so yeah, those, so to transition into the other stuff, uh, there's the best tweet that I found on the internet all week, which I just sent to you, because uh, this this crosses a couple of um, like through lines for the show. One, you have uh, the uh, nice from Walgreens, and also you have the fact that the Washington Nationals aren't really a real team. So uh, yeah, have you noticed that the Walgreens logo and the Nationals logo look almost identical? I did not until I saw this tweet. So it's pretty good. Like, I, I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, this will be in the notes. Great job, Nathan Marzion. Whatever. Yeah, this was uh, this was making the rounds on uh, on the Twitter earlier this week, as you would say. Yeah, crossed over because I think because yeah, you're 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 plugged into sports Twitter. I only have a couple of uh, sportsy people on my. Oh yeah, super plugged in. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your own PSL for uh, for sports Twitter. What'd you call me? Doesn't PSL mean a thing, not pumpkin spice, but it means a thing in sports, right? When they do like the weird, uh, f- sketchy uh, government funding for stadiums, don't oh, they sell PSL license? Yeah, PSL. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, I'll, on I'll to, to I'll have to rewind the tape and see if that reference made sense. But carry on. Wait, which reference? I, I I'm I'm not even. Which one are you? I think I've been ideologically consistent this entire show. <laughs> um okay so it's so on to cpg stuff so uh, target they're 
there's a lot of stuff going on with Target, and I want to get your opinion on it. Because apparently it's been a big week for people trying to rebrand and branch out into other things. We'll get to Chip and JoJo's new uh, Hotel Empire eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bell Bellboy photo is not... That's... Mm, yeah, that's a bit much. I think, I think it was a video. But... Oh, no, it's even better that way. Uh, or sorry, it's not better that way, but... Yeah, so Target's doing a couple of things. I want to know what you think of these branding efforts um, that I found a little bit troubling. So you remember how Target used to have an app? They, they, there was the Target proper app, and then they also had their side one, which was for like coupons and stuff called Cartwheel. Vaguely, you follow this far? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Cartwheel was always a bunch of nonsense because they would always make it really hard uh, when you were in store to find the, the good coupons. It's like if you ever like were in like the household section and it was like, hey, spend $50 on household goods uh you could get a 15 dollar gift card or whatever but then you when you go to the checkout they made it really really hard in the app to find the coupon it was it was upsetting but so they're they're getting rid of cartwheel which was objectively a great name because it the icon was the iconic target red shopping cart and it's just fun so now they sent an email to everybody because target's been doing a whole bunch of rebranding this week that's kind of hit stores uh cartwheel is now becoming target circle it's not as good of a name bad name uh, and I don't like it, but they also, um, uh, did like an, an app merge where target and the cartwheel app are now one. So that that's simpler and that's a little bit nicer, but the more egregious part of it is, do you, you, you go to target regularly, right? Yeah, I would say semi-regularly. Yeah. So you're familiar with the target in-house brands? Yes. Okay. What are they? I don't know the names. I know what they look like. <laughs> so there's market pantry and there's, uh, well, so for the household stuff, there's up and up. Then there's market pantry for food. And they also had their simply balanced line. Do these ring a bell? I, I'm just, I'm always really impressed about your knowledge around like really obscure things. This is not obscure at all. This is, this is just, this is stuff that's super like it's, it's like it, maybe it's, just, maybe it's just me, but like I'm always just observing everything of like, cause there's so, there's so much that goes into the decision of what to put in front of like hundreds of millions of people. And I'm always fascinated by when a company decides to do something a certain way. I'm going to say the percentage of Americans that still don't think that the president pressured Ukraine to investigate Biden is higher than the percentage of Americans who could name the target house brands. I think that's a coastal elitist type of thing to say. (laughs) So... A couple of things. So yeah, so so the brands were for the most part the most common ones were um, Market Pantry and uh, Simply Balanced. But now they're doing some nonsense, and they've again similar to the cartwheel change. They have, and unfortunately, I posted this to uh, the Oval Office channel, not the uh, DM channel. Ugh. The new name, I know it's it's amateur hour over here. The new name is called Good and Gather also not a good name correct because it also goes with the theory of uh like what was the thing the the applesauce jeans like it was mott and bow and like <laughs> it, like it just everything is now like everything either has like because well i'm all over the place if you can dig up the link that i sent you about about canada's hayes street where there was a warby parker and a casper store next to each other in canada like it's similar to that where everything has to either be like a very, very simple one word direct consumer style website that has a bunch of sans serif fonts and a bunch of bright white pictures, or everything has to be 
like bourbon and branch or mott and bow or tuft and needle like the they're all like it's a very tired naming uh convention but yeah this 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 uh, took away market pantry which like you knew it was a house brand and you were you were you were buying the cheap stuff but you felt okay about it and now good and gathered like they've they've uh, they've also crossed it over where simply balanced and market pantry are now one and as a byproduct of this the in-house uh, sparkling water to give a stiller sparkling crossover episode here uh, is now it doesn't come in like the tall red bully cans anymore. Now it comes in the uh, the very standard um, LaCroix spindrifty style can. So thumbs down to all of this. Well, speaking of thumbs down, I have to admit that I was only half paying attention to most of what you just said, because since you've <laughs> sent me this you. image, <laughs> I've been fixated on the flavors that are shown in this photo yeah they're the flavors are not very good specifically i'm looking at cucumber mint sparkling water which mm-hmm. quite honestly sounds like the single most disgusting thing i could possibly imagine oh have you i haven't had the i haven't had the chance to try it because also i don't want to waste the six dollars but this used to be a, like this is very insider CPG stuff. But uh, there used to be a thing that was a regional variant only from Lacroix called Lacroix Lacola. Are you familiar with this? I that's around. You can find that around here, can't you? I feel like I've seen it. Well, so that used to be a um, what do you call the part of the country that includes like Utah and Colorado? That's not the Midwest. It has a different I'm name. Really bad with geography it's what it's one of our most valuable states you can't impeach this come on you got (laughs) um i think it's called the mountain region does that sound right sure there's the mountain time zone they have their own time zone so yeah why not but yeah they used to have a thing called Lacroix lacola um which was exclusive to that region but apparently they've taken it nationwide and um they they make a version of that called and actually i think this was uh they had some of this let me send you a link um in the proper channel this time i think they had this at the relay event they had that weird coffee exotica one yeah they did that's right so i think the worst thing that that it, it comes in a sparkling water can is whatever coconut cola is because i just assume that's a Lacroix that's been sitting out for two days in the sun and somebody stuck a, a an almond joy in it or no, not an Almond Joy, a Mounds. That's the coconut one, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's what that is. So that's probably the grossest one. So yeah, cu- cucumber, mint, not so much. Um, but yeah, this whole branding thing, I, I, I think it just it, it takes away a lot of stuff that they've worked for for a decade to, to build up. House brands are important. Again, as, as, as demoed by the uh, most successful house brand ever, nice. Nice! Mm-hmm. You, you never say it with enough enthusiasm. Well, yeah, because I'm not. It's it's nine thirty at night. I'm not yelling and waking up <laughs> and waking up the neighbors. Um. Yeah, well, I think hmm. does Kirkland Signature have a lot of brand equity? I'm not sure it does. I think it does. Kirk, yeah, I think I think far more people would know about Kirkland than any of these Target brands. No offense. Yeah, but Kirk, but again, Kirkland uh, Costco is also um, an elitist company or like an, an elitist brand because isn't and and I and I don't mean that in like in a in a controversial way, but isn't there a thing called Sam's Club that's much more prevalent in the um uh the center of the country? Yes. Yeah, because Costco is more of an East Coast, West Coast thing. I think that's right, yes. Yeah. So anyway, good and gather, terrible name, uh Target Circle, a terrible name. Like just 
I don't know why everybody tries to keep rebranding stuff. Like no, nobody's tried to rebrand. Um, it's like there's there's a bunch of stuff that never changes. I was gonna say Oreos, but no, Oreo tries to make. They're, they're always trying to pull the lays where they do like eight thousand different flavors, but for the most part, the brand has stayed the same. So I know you're so you're all about crossovers in this episode. So mm-hmm. um, in an effort to put a bow on this topic Thank and also um, pull pull back the curtain a little bit and. Um, use some material that we were thinking about using for an intro the last couple of weeks, but just never really did. There was that tweet that was going around about what you would tweet out if you were trying oh, to yeah. convey <sighs> that you forgot. had been uh, kidnapped, but mm-hmm. you, but your kidnapper was like monitoring your tweets. And so you couldn't just say, Hey, I've been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So mine, I, I think I had one when we first were thinking about it a couple of weeks ago. can't remember what it was now, but it's okay. Cause I've got a new one, a better one. And it's going to be that if I ever ask for a good and gather cucumber mint sparkling water, then that's how, that's how you know I've been kidnapped. Yeah, maybe. I think there's there's many more identifiable things about you, like like you would say uh, something like um, go go turn on the, go flip the light switch or something. I don't know. Or um, yeah. My, pref- my 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 preferred home decor is mid century modern. Hey, that's I take that as a personal slight against me. <laughs> um, no, you, is, a, you, is a stump is a stump mid century modern. Goddamn right it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that the William Sonoma outlet is trash now. I'm, I'm so bummed about that. Well, I'll check back in like two weeks and it'll be good again. It, it this it varies from week to week. I've I, the last four visits I've had are have been complete busts. There's like some kid who returned to Star Wars bed and it went there. And the saddest part is when you go near the, have you, you've been a couple times. So I assume you yeah. remember this. The saddest part is when you get near like the, the square checkout thing that they have and they have like these corrals of like personalized backpacks and luggage that have kids initials in them. It's very upsetting. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I noticed that when I was there. Yeah. Like, cause I'm like, it, normally somebody would be like, oh yeah, I don't want a kid's backpack, but they all have, they're all like monogrammed because that's, that's a very rest, not restoration hardware, like pottery barn West Elm thing is to allow people to put their names on things. Cause that's what the kind of people that shop there want to do. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a bummer. So mm-hmm. wait, what were we talking about? Oh no. So your thing would be, uh, no, it's cool if you turn off the sharks game. Like that would be something that that you that you would say that people would know is um, I'm under duress and and Rudy Giuliani is trying to get me to obstruct justice. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll still I'll still have to keep thinking of mine because mine like I don't want to do an obvious one like uh, yes more bubbly please. Or, 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 or no yours 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 would be something along the lines of no this iPhone camera is fine. We'll stick a pin in that because we need to talk about that a little bit uh, offline. No, mine mine would be like, oh yes, please, uh, please switch to the Pandora uh, Michael Bublé Christmas station. <laughs> Except I don't have a back button that works. Ah, oh, damn, that was like the oh, Michael Bublé thing was like sitting out there for me. And we'll 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 edit this. What we'll this? Time. I know I'm gonna keep working on this but throughout the show. I'm just gonna keep sprinkling in more as I think of it because I, I yeah that was a really good uh, intro that I totally forgot about. So that's fine. Uh, moving on to actual stuff. Um, I think your so in, moving officially into follow up. I think your opinion on the iPhone clear case uh, first party thing is has evolved. Uh, well, no that that case got returned, which I mentioned um, on last week's episode. Um, but what I had also teased 
was that I had purchased a couple of alternatives from Amazon. And um, I think I have a winner. It's not worthy of a chef special, so I think it's appropriate just bringing up here. I appreciate that the bar is high. <laughs> nothing, nothing but the highest standard for uh, chef special. So I'll send you a link in the thing. Um, I've actually never said this brand out loud, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go with like Totally, maybe. Totally. Totally, yeah. I, I, I guess, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, <laughs> just like, oh man. Oh, just mind. like the LG Think Q, or yeah. what, 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 Thin Q, whatever I said. No, it's just Think. Yeah. Um, or or, or uh, Bullet. <laughs> right. So this, uh, they, these guys have been making ultra thin cases for the iPhone for a while. Thirty. They've bucks. always been. Yeah, they're not not the cheapest case in the world. Still cheaper than Apple's, but um, not as cheap as some others. But the thing that separates them is that the cases are generally thinner than most others. So you're getting a little bit less, I guess, protection, but you're getting a lot more tactility, and you're also getting you know some protection in the case of like a small drop or something like that. And um, yeah, this case is is just simply better in every single way compared to Apple's. It's quite a bit thinner. I feel like you can see the um, color of the iPhone, which, let's be honest, that's why I'm using a clear case this generation a lot better than you can with Apple's, just because the first-party Apple case had so much glare on it that it just you couldn't really even see what was underneath the case. And most most importantly, the tactility on the buttons is really good. It's it's still not as great as just not having a case at all, but um much much better than the first party iPhone case. And yeah, it's like 10 bucks cheaper. So, you know, again, not not going to make a thin piece of like plastic a chef special, but um but but it's a good good product. Yeah, so a couple of follow-up questions on this because um uh clear cases can be um a uh like a minefield so is this um does this feel like more jelly than anything else sort of like have you ever yes. had those like um yeah because the way that they're showing kind of like on the one that they have where it's like half peeled away from the phone where it feels like it's it's fairly rubbery yes it's very yeah it's um some of the clear cases have more of just like a hard shell feel to them yeah um this is not that this gel is a, this is, is very a good, flexible good word yes okay interesting I, I could feel i or i could i could imagine how that'd be much much better for grip yes no probably it's probably not for everybody um and you know i I'm this is the this is the first time I've ever had one of these clear cases consistently on my phone so I'm still getting somewhat accustomed to it but um it's much nicer than having the phone with no case it just there's so much more grip to it um and this case is a lot better than the first party case and it's kind of exactly what I'm looking for where I'm not I'm not after a case for like some crazy amount of protection. I mean, I I have Apple Care. I'm generally really careful with my phone, so I'm just looking for You're something. You're looking for a case that has Casey insurance. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just looking for something that's you know going to offer a bit more grippiness and a little bit of protection. And so that it, a, an ultra thin case like this comes with the caveats that hey, it's not going to protect your phone as well as some thicker cases. But for me, that's fine, and that's actually a benefit to me because I would rather have a thinner case, just knowing my habits with my phone and knowing that I you know have that extra protection with Apple Care. Yeah. I especially like this image that's on the Amazon product page where it has an unsharpened pencil, a blank notebook, and just for some reason, a keyboard and mouse on it just to show <laughs> here's how many white things we can put in a product image. I like it. Pretty um, It's a, a super quick pivot. Uh, I'm going to be ordering uh, an iPhone 11 Pro tomorrow, and I don't know whether I should get green or white. I, I've never been a fan of the white iPhones. I mean, more... More power to people who like them, but... So here's the thing. Have you taken a look at all the colors in store? I still haven't, no. Now that I'm I'm not I'm not walking distance from an Apple store anymore, so... The gray, the, the space gray doesn't look very good. That's what you were, you were saying that last week, yeah. And, but the green looks very nice, but the white also looks nicer this year. And I assume everybody is going to have green this cycle. But don't you... You put these things in like, what, like a red or an orange case or something? Yeah, but I don't think I. Yeah, but I've I've been very happy with the product red iPhone eight that I've had, where the phone itself is that. So right now I actually have a case very similar to you, where I just have a um, minus a tempered glass case, but it's a um, just clear all the way around so you can see the color. Where I don't think I would just because I don't really like green that much. Like I think this phone looks nice ish in green, but I don't think I'd actually want to show that off. So therefore, I'd probably just buy the red Apple leather case and use it for three months until it gets oily and gross. So if you're if you're going to go the red leather case route, I think you should definitely get the white phone. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have the year-round Christmas phone with the red and green. Well, no, red and white. Well, that, that's also stepping into Christmas territory, yes. But I think red and green even more so. Although, actually, yeah, both... Both are not a great combination, if I'm being honest. Yeah, because my but my issue is I would really love and and this is the Marco combo where he has the um the white phone and the orange Apple leather case. But my issue is with that is that the um the Apple leather cases you've had those in the past, right? Yeah, I had that on my um what what was the last generation called the Tennis Max, Max. <laughs> where they have um they wear really badly. Like the the leather doesn't like disintegrate, but it discolors. And I think you had the midnight blue, didn't you? No, I had like the forest green, I think it was called. But it was a fairly dark color. So therefore, when it gets dirty, it's not super obvious. Whereas the two color leather cases I think I would really, really like if they stayed clean would be like the Meyer, Meyer lemon yellow or kind of that burnt orange color. But the problem is after two weeks, those look super dirty and gross. That's where I found that red is kind of a happy medium. So I think the midnight blue is too, uh, too dull. Which uh, what clear case are you currently using? I'm curious. I, oh man, I've been doing a lot of Amazon shopping recently. Uh, case. Oh, okay. Copy. Do the thing. Try to open Slack, not Photos. All right. I have this one. I have the Ranvu iPhone 8 case, soft <laughs> silicone bumper case, transparent, hard, protective, 9H tempered glass, shockproof cover, clear. How'd you even find this? 
uh, not being able to sleep and looking at clear cases at 3.20 a.m. probably. <laughs> I'm just guessing because I don't sleep anymore. That must be nice not to sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we should talk offline about that one time. But um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I, here's, I would make somebody a deal. If, or maybe I should get Ambien. I would switch to Android and Windows if somebody could figure out a way to sl- fix my sleep cycle. That's how much I'd like to go to bed on time. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because I'm pretty sure that'll never fix itself. Uh, so that's why I'm going to be uh, a moderately happy Apple user for a very long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, Ronvu. It's pretty good. I've had this one and they also, and uh, this is the one I was trying to buy, but I think you saw it once in the past where I had, actually some of you send you one more link. They don't make it in red anymore. That's the, that was the bummer part. But they had a different one, which was only, it was an aluminum bumper, very similar to what Apple made for the iPhone 4 back when Steve Jobs told people they were holding it wrong. And I really, really liked that. And I had a very nice color matched one. Uh, that was red, but then I dropped it uh, in a subway station in Chicago, and then it got really gross, and um, they didn't make the red anymore, so I had to get rid of it. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, I guess I didn't even really think about just doing, like, a um, bumper case. Because, like, bumpers are cool, because, like, because your whole point is, like, in, in like, the, the maybe once a week where your phone will slip out of your hand, it's not falling in a really hard way, but the problem is if it hits on a corner you're going to have the Casey situation. So that's what you're trying to avoid. The, the handful of times where I've dropped an iPhone and there's been any kind of visible damage at all, it's always been on the corner. Mm-hmm. Because since the iPhone, um, and that's the whole rumor that next year they're going to switch to kind of back to the kind of the chamfered, uh, like hard edges similar to the iPhone. Thank goodness. Um, man, if they made an iPhone 12... Man, I, I, Apple's going to have to eventually in the next like couple of years, they're going to have a reckoning on the naming thing, realize, realizing there's no way they're going to release an iPhone 17. Like there has to be a limit, right? I think so. Yeah. Because 13 is an unlucky number, right? Yes. Maybe 12 is where they stop it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of thought the whole iPhone 10, but you know, using the letter X and then 10S, like I, I kind of thought that was their way to slowly transition. And like the 10R, I thought that was their way to transition out of numbering, but. Or they could have just said, hey, this is the new iPhone and this is the new iPhone Pro. And then they could have just done like a year style thing. Because unless they're going to start doing like iPhone, iPhone Yosemite or iPhone Redwoods, like they're, they're like, unless they're going to put like, try to give it catchy like place names. Like, it has to just be a, a yearly thing now. I wonder if their hesitation with that, because that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. But I wonder if the hesitation with that is... So, like, let's say that this year's phone was the, you know, the t- 2019 iPhone. Like, that's if you walk into a store, like, oh, yeah, this is, the, this is the 2019 version of the iPhone. Even next year, like 2020... If you say you've got the 2019 iPhone, it just it sounds old in a way that if you say you have the iPhone 11 Pro, even if there was some successor to that out, doesn't sound old. Maybe, but I mean, I don't know, remember when like Microsoft did Windows 2000 and people were using that in 2004 and well beyond. Well, Same but 2000 like was kind of 2000 was kind of a um, that's a different thing though, because the year 2000 was such a kind of monumental thing. <laughs> kind of um like even office like microsoft office before they switched to like doing a a SaaS thing um 
Office used to come out like every three years and people were using off. And if you worked for uh, like a stodgy company, you'd be using Office 2007 in 2016. Like that sounded old, but somehow Microsoft got away with it. But no, but my point with the thing uh, with the with the Apple naming is like if you look at the new 10.2 inch iPad that they just released, it's it's just called the iPad. And if you look at the like on the box, like the actual product name, it's just iPad seventh generation. So eventually they're going to have to get away from it. Like just because I, I like does iPad iPhone 16 doesn't really. That seems un, unimaginable. I don't know. Uh, that is one item of follow-up done. Jeez. Um, so you're uh, so the, to to put a bow on this, you're um, is that is that your role? <laughs> Apparently, you're the help of this show. <laughs> your uh, your friends over at Ronvu, they um, they already are making a bumper case for the iPhone 11 Pro Max. And it looks, well, yeah, it but it doesn't come in nice. green. You should uh, beta test it, or you tell for the you do it for the show. It's got 41 reviews. But the thing is that the the uh, oh, band, the band around is, the phone is black yeah. anyway. So yeah, again, and, and that's that's some uh, some correction follow out from upgrade, which is I think they they uh, Mike maybe alleged or said that it it was a green stainless steel band. No, it, it's it's totally just black, right? Yeah, no. it definitely is. Yeah, you should you should try this, man. Uh, I I definitely stand by this case. Like my it protected my phone from a really hard drop, and then the aluminum got chipped, but the phone was great. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of this case. Huh. It's only 16 bucks. I mean, why not? And worst case, worst case, it was, you just go back to the other one. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the other part that I really liked about it, which might annoy some people is that the, and you can kind of see it in the product pictures, the uh, silent switch is very recessed. Yeah. Which means it's extremely hard to accidentally undo. Cause I never want my phone to not be in silent. I can see where certain people might hate that, but I found that to be a, a great mm. feature. How are how's the uh, how are the other buttons? Button feel is amazing. Damn it! Okay, I'm, I'm buying this now. I like uh, their checklist of uh, the 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 F and Bs of of the case are minimalist, constitute, sensitive, and lossless. <laughs> what does that mean? What is constitute? I think they meant construction because like, I mean, just like with most, like that's the one problem with Amazon. It's not really a problem, but like, just like, I think these like, uh, China drop shipping companies, they just, they just need to get like a better translator. I think for constitute, they meant construction. Right. Yeah. And sensitive, uh, I don't know what that means. Real and sensitive access to all key functions. Ugh. So, so I've already I've already put in my order for this thing, so it's too late now. But so you think there's there, there's enough um, kind of tactility in this bumper case where it doesn't feel like it's going to slip out of your pocket? Yes. And the one thing I actually remember really liking about this is that you can see like when they have they show the phone face down, it has little like notches on each of the sides. So when it's flat on a desk, one you're not scratching the lens and it doesn't rock. So I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about this because the this um, totally or however you say it case <laughs> kind of has something similar where it's got a raised edge around the um, camera opening or the camera whatever body um, skyscraper, <laughs> right? Um, and I, I think I had made this comment on the air, but one of the things that I noticed about my 10s in the last couple of months is just how totally scratched up the camera lenses had become. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, it was occurring to me when I was getting that phone ready to ship back to Apple, I was, I took off the leather case and the, the leather case doesn't have that at all. 
like the the cameras just sit completely flush with the rest of the case so um you're not getting any protection on the lenses so i'm i'm wondering now if that was why my cameras were so scratched up yeah yeah so I know. let me know how this goes and then i'll probably get one for mine so funny i did i totally didn't when i was thinking about cases for this thing i just for some reason i just immediately went to a clear case because I, I i guess i had kind of assumed that as a society we had figured out clear cases and that they just you could just buy one and it would be great and you'd be done but well no as a society we're all trying to go back to 2010 back when life was simple and we all had iphone 4s and we and we just needed bumpers like i was i owned like four different color bumpers and because amazon wasn't as much of a thing back then like i paid apple prices for them the iphone 4 was it the 4 or the 4s where i I bought two of them because they released the white one like seven months after the other one came out i'm like i really want white and i bought the same phone twice wasn't that that was the generation where it came to verizon for the first time right and so wasn't it like so when they when they released the verizon phone did wasn't that like the first time they had come out with the white phone or like it came out around the same time or something? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Probably got lost in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, still an item want to follow up. Jeez. All right. So yeah, something, something you ship back your phone and, and, and it was okay? Yeah. The iPhone upgrade experience. Long time listeners will remember the first year, well, second year of the upgrade program, but first year where people were returning phones from the previous year being on the upgrade program was a miserable, miserable experience where you physically had to go into an Apple store, had to stand in a line. The transaction took a long time to both return your existing phone and check out your new phone. It just, it was bad all around because it was, and it was so dumb because you could order the new phone online, but all you could do was make a reservation to pick it up in the store. You couldn't have it shipped to you or anything. Um, but here we are, what, three, four years later, and they've got this thing down to a science where, you know, the ordering process for the phone, we've already talked about that. You you go through the whole pre-approval process. That's nice and easy but now even the returning of your old phone just could not be better you know they send you one of these prepaid boxes you take off the outside shipping label and then underneath there there's a shipping label to send it back you open up that box it's got really easy to follow directions and all the protective packaging to put your old phone into you drop it off at a fedex and you're done um it's just all around a really really uh, well thought out experience so good job apple and if i can provide a minor like a uh, knock against apple or something that that i found so that's good but did you know apple now has two kind of versions of the iphone upgrade program no so when i was like kind of doing some cursory shopping of for like what the ship dates are on the new phones and you can probably see this if you go to the apple the apple store app on your iphone they list three different ways of possibly buying a phone and one of which is, um, oh, I have to select all these colors. Uh, do I have fun to trade in? No, I don't want to see the fake price. Um, so you can either uh, do Apple iPhone payments, which is, and then, uh, or you can do Verizon device payment program or iPhone upgrade program. It feels weird for them, like, or not weird. Like, I know, I, I know sometimes people knock Apple for not giving enough choice, but it seems strange that Apple iPhone payments and Apple iPhone upgrade program are distinct things. Like, well, since I, they're pushing, I, and the difference is Apple Care. 
Ray, I was going to say, I, I bet the iPhone payments doesn't require you to get Apple Care. But like, why do they care? Isn't Apple trying to force everybody to get subscription stuff they don't necessarily want? Like, I mean, the phones are already super expensive. Like, so do they think that people wouldn't buy it if it was? Because if you do the Apple uh, pro, uh, the upgrade pro, which what's, what was the other one called? Apple iPhone payments program. It doesn't include the annual upgrade option you could exercise. So, like, it seems worse. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if if you, it seems like the only way that would make sense is if you knew you didn't want Apple Care. Because if you if you want Apple Care, you don't pay any premium on the iPhone upgrade program. It's a, you know it's a zero interest loan essentially. So, yeah, it, unless you're really against having Apple Care, it it does kind of seem. Um, it does kind of seem like the iPhone upgrade program is the way to go. Um, you know, something we didn't talk about on the show, but, um, you know, with Apple care now, they actually have a version of it. That's that covers against theft and loss. Yes. Um, I opted for that this year. This was the first year where that was an option, but you understand how it actually works, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure the, the logistics of it are a nightmare. Well, but. so the, the, the loss and theft part of it is outsourced to a third-party company called Assurance. Of course. Yeah, and sure. you do not just walk into an iPhone. Like, just because that is the one thing where if you have a genius appointment, it's extremely likely if you have a like a shattered or broken phone that you leave that day with a phone. Right. For the loss and stolen part, you absolutely do not. Oh, yeah. No, I I totally get that. Um, but it, it, it was only like an extra, I think, $4 a month. And considering that the retail price on my phone now is like, what? Twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. It it seemed like kind of a prudent thing to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's it's void if you turn off Find My iPhone ever. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, good times. All right. Um, we let's just super super. Um, what's it called? Um, I've I've lost my brain this week. Uh shotgun style what's the thing where you go really fast through stuff uh i don't know you know there's a word for it right okay and, it's like, like like rapid fire is that what rapid fire of? thank you let's go through a couple of old things that we haven't talked about recently that i do want to get to and i don't want to leave on the on the dock forever so amazon last week oh god two weeks ago had a very jam-packed event um where they basically refreshed every Echo product that they have. So one thing uh, that I that is of most personal interest to me, which I don't think we actually have in the dock, um, I'm pretty sure Amazon discontinued the Echo Spot, and I'm super sad about that. Which one was that? The the one, the one the that I have the the one with the circle screen. Yeah, but don't they they have a new they have a new thing with a screen in it, don't they? Like yeah, the... but it but it's lame. It's it's not circular. They have the Echo Show 5. So they have the Echo Show 5, 8, and 10. But the worst part about the dot was its circular screen. So I don't... No, no. There's the dot and the spot. Well, whatever. Anything with a circular screen is dumb. It's not. No. It's it's, it's great. No. Echo Spot's perfect. No. Me me and Merlin are on the right side of history here. It is the best Echo they've ever made. I I have a sticker over the camera because I don't trust Amazon. But it, it is a great bedside alarm clock. It is a fantastic kitchen timer because like, I don't want this big ass screen just to show me when my French fries are done. I want a tiny thing that can sit in the corner. Like that, that's the thing where I think, um, doesn't Jason Snell have uh, an echo show? Like, I, I just don't have the counter space to have like a gigantic screen on there. Whereas the echo spot was very, very compact, 
had great sound quality in case I ever just want to he does say the what was the thing the the Alexa what's in the news thing um yeah like I, I don't know I I I really like the spot so it's a poor one out for the Echo Spot which I'm pretty certain because Amazon's website does not show it um at all anymore so I'm pretty sure it's dead so you want to I know that you really like um uh kind of like sketchy pricing on um uh websites like i know that you 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 like to get on apple's case about this Uh, so because because they well because they hold themselves to a high standard that they don't think actually exists but yes please please do so this this isn't as bad as the whole iphone trade-in pricing thing but so on the uh amazon homepage, one of the big ads they are running now is the kindle oasis is on sale from uh 249 down to 199 Uh uh-huh I did click back through and it does actually say this caveat in the ad itself, but it's in really small print, but I didn't notice it until I clicked through, but it's the previous generation. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I mean, I've made this joke on the show before. I think the, the warm light or whatever they call it on the new Kindle Oasis is actually a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's as close out. I, I think that's fairly transparent. Well, but that's when you actually yeah, click through to the product page, but I don't know. It's it's not as egregious as Apple where if you go to Apple.com it says iPhone Pro starting at five ninety nine. Get the <laughs> f- out of here. Monster I can't believe it. Like Elizabeth Warren would not let this happen. Mm, she has a plan for that. Yeah. We're we're gonna get to that. Um maybe we will. I don't know. It's forty nine minutes. Jeez. All right. So yeah, so can, uh, Echo Spot, super bummed that I that I have the last two best Kindles or what are they called? Echoes that will ever exist. I do have the last good Kindle that will ever exist. Do you have a Kindle? I forgot. Do, I think you do, right? Or it's just that it's just an old like it's, it was a you got a Paperwhite, but you don't use it that much. Is that the case? Yeah, I have a Paperwhite that I don't use a ton, and it's man, I don't know how many generations behind it is now. It's got to be two or three generations behind, I would guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like I really, and this is another thing that's been kind of in in the in the. Um, what do we what what's the what do we call our old stuff we're never gonna get to? Yeah, something something do, grab do bag, have, whatever. Do, do, do we have a name for that? I thought we did, but I think you might take it out of the dock. It's okay. Um where the Kindle is a product that I kind of wish uh, Amazon would, would pay more attention to, but I also kinda don't want them to, because even though it's very, very limited, like I really, really love my Kindle because it does so little. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I, the, the thing, I mean, I don't use mine a ton, so this isn't really something I think a ton about, but the, the one thing I don't really like about the one that I have is it, it doesn't have any physical buttons. Mm -hmm. Um, although, and yeah, this is no, I don't mean this as a personal slight to you, but, um, (laughs) I really, really, really do not like the Kindle Oasis. I just, I don't like the way it looks. I hate, I hate the way it feels. I just, I think, I think everything about it is bizarre. Okay uh it's okay to be wrong but why how what when have you used it for more than a couple of minutes i guess i i guess i haven't but i just the fact that there's really only like one side to hold is no no but it's it's not though that that is the one thing where so okay so this is going to turn into a mini mini kindle oasis review other than the fact that it doesn't use USB-C, even though they just refreshed the product which is maddening it is an almost perfect product um it has physical buttons on it for page turns. It has ample thumb space where you can hold it comfortably on the back where you have like the thicker part and then it tapers off into a really, really thin screen. It's the perfect, it, the weighting is perfect. 
and it gives a very comfortable spot to hold. Um, I don't know, like it, 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 it feels really good in the hand and whether you're left or right handed, it rotates automatically with the gyroscope and you get thumb space no matter how you hold it. So no, or, or I will, I will push back on that. Ergonomically, it's damn near perfect. Other than the USB-C thing, which like, I think this is the only product I still have that charges over micro USB. So that's super frustrating. Um, it's a very good product. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and the way it looks like I kind of get, like, I think it looks nice, but I will admit that from the front, it looks very plain, but otherwise, no, I think it's, I think it's pretty great. Um, is, what are we talking um, about? Oh, so the echoes or sorry, go is, ahead. is $200. Isn't that, that's on this closeout price. That's if I'm not, if I don't use a Kindle a ton, this is not worth my attention. Is it? I, well, you already, you will, one, unless I've convinced you, just like I did with bumpers, like, 30 minutes ago, um, like, I love mine, but also I'm the idiot that got the 32 gig with cellular, so mine was way more than this. Oh my god, I'm, I'm closing this tab. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, I mean, if you already, if you still haven't read a page of Super Pumped, I think you do, you should table it. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, you got times for sharks hockey, but no, not in hearing about the the sordid tales of uh, Travis K. Uh, oh, echoes. So yeah, so that was the whole point. So they released a whole bunch of new stuff. So a, a little bit of it is interesting. So did um of the more esoteric stuff. So they they introduced a whole like a, a new Echo Plus, which is kind of like the traditional Echo. They have a new Echo Dot that has a clock built into it, which I think is actually very very smart. Like, I think that's probably the only complaint. Like, I think a lot of people would say, hey, I wish this thing had a screen, but the only thing they'd want to have a screen for is time. Um, So I think that's neat. Um, But there were, like, a few, like, out there style things. Do you remember this event? Yeah, and I think, so one of the links you put uh, in the, or I I guess I put in the notes, um, I thought was one of the more interesting things, which is the, the Echo Flex yeah so that well so there's there's two prongs to it so there's that one so there's the um that one which is kind of them stepping on their like connected home partners a little bit or it's kind of maybe their first foray into maybe i because i don't know is is wemo big like is there a leader like i know hugh it's kind of the even though they're expensive they're kind of the leader in smart lighting right but is wemo big i sort of i think so maybe yeah, so that's I, what although the, I think we I, well actually you know I don't know because I think they might have been at some point, but I think there are so many less expensive alternatives now that because the we the Wemo stuff's still pretty pricey a little bit, and I know there's companies called like EcoBee. I don't know if they're only making thermostats and stuff, but they also make smart home stuff. And there's a company that I don't trust, which feels like it's called TP Link. Yes, I don't know why that I don't trust their stuff. Hmm. Like it feels too cheap where it really feels like it's like a backdoor to China. And I, and I'm not saying that as a joke. I think, I think both of my gigabit ethernet switches are from them. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the reason why like I, I will very specifically try to only buy like ubiquity stuff or like the enterprise grade Netgear stuff where I, I don't know. TP link doesn't really No, is a Chinese manufacturer based on Shenzhen. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so they have the Echo Flex, not to be confused with Amazon Flex, which is their Uber-style delivery service. Um, it is a, pu- a plug-in, uh, smart... Wait, what? I thought 
the Echo Flex was a a smart outlet. Did I misread this? And uh, well, no, they um they already make a uh, they being Amazon. They already make a, a Lady in a Can compatible smart outlet. That that's been out for a while. Oh. But this is just this is just like a little mini speaker. So you plug this thing in. It's basically the same size as like your you know outlet wait is this like an Eero beacon but an alexa yeah but it's it's 15 bucks and um literally just um or i guess actually it's so there's a couple configurations that's come in i guess so i guess like if you get the full setup it's like 25 bucks and it comes with a usb port on the bottom um a nightlight and i guess like a motion sensor but then I think you can also get, oh no, the motion sensor is sold separately and that's what's 15 bucks. So it's $25 for the actual like unit that has the little speaker in it. But that's, that's pretty good. Uh, not to take us too far off topic, but they also released new, a new generation of Eero at the same time. And it feels like kind of a lost opportunity to not just have this be an ear, like why, why isn't Alexa built into all the Eeros? Like I kind of get why, why not? Because I assume most people wouldn't like it, but I assume Amazon doesn't care about that. I don't know. So I um I missed that originally, and as I was catching up on some stuff today, I came across a link to that, and I was like, oh, I you know I I missed that at the original event. I don't know if this has been clarified since then. It feels like it must have been, but I I guess the consensus coming out of the event was Amazon really wasn't saying much about them. Like they weren't saying if they were improved in any meaningful way. Well, they they took a significant price drop. At the I was going to say, it seemed like the headline was just the price drop, but the hardware itself, it's actually gotten, like, the units themselves are a little bit bigger now. Um, but they didn't say anything about, um, like, newer tech. Because remember, there was, like, the second generation Eero, and they were all about, I think it was, like, uh, I don't know, Wi-Fi stuff is so complicated now. You you would know this stuff, it's like some, some dual band something or whatever. Um <laughs> Um, I know I used I used to be more into the Wi-Fi thing, and now I just feel like, well, all Wi-Fi except that Euro setup I had is good Wi-Fi. So, uh, you, you don't care about your Orbeez versus your Euros versus your no. Uh, like I've I've set up these you know Google Home things, and they're great, and I've I've had no trouble with them. And you know I think the the best testament or the best testimonial I can give about them is that I don't think about them. They just do their thing do you think your routers feel bad if they had a personality <laughs> they're doing their job so dutifully and yet they're completely forgotten where if they just threw up a fuss and were less cooperative they get thought more about no i, th- I think they'd be happy because i i took the uh, time to uh hardwire all of them i think they'd appreciate that <laughs> i went, went under my house to make that happen yeah they should they should make a new uh oh can we Disney Plus, hold on, ooh, million dollar idea here. Remember the 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 movie Brave Little Toaster? Yeah, of, of course. I'm pretty sure that's a Disney property, and that's a movie that needs to be rebooted immediately. Stop stop ruining all the classics. Stop remaking The Lion King. Make a uh, 2019, including all the smart home stuff for Brave, Brave Little this let me open text mate this is this do you want is, them do you want them to use the uh, same weird uh cgi that they used for the lion king i don't care as long as they don't put in that terrifying as hell air conditioner no i'm good <laughs> um hold on i gotta write this down maybe, maybe we should cut this out i want i want royalties on this 
I wonder if that Ray original movie will be on Disney Plus. Uh, it better. You would. You'd subscribe if it was, right? I'm gonna subscribe no matter what. It's fine. Are you really? Why not? Hmm. Like it, it's 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 because you, you, you hate like I like Disney three three fifths of what's on there. I don't. I just. I get bummed that everybody everybody gets so impassioned about the Star War, and I just can't be bothered to care. Like again, this kind of goes to the video gaming. We might it, again if we if we if can find a way to move on, we will talk about Goose Game. But like, I that's one of the things where there's certain some some things that renew my faith in certain genres and things. Where like gaming in recent years just seems like such a fussy, involved, like unpleasurable experience. And then there's stuff like Goose Game that's just like, hey, let's just you just walk around and be a horrible goose. And that's it. <laughs> Whereas like Disney, like there's just maybe it's just the internet that's ruined this, and I can't pin it on Disney. But just like there's all these people that are like, oh yeah, like the you know the new PC Star Wars, or like the, they're ruining my childhood, or by having a woman in it. Like there seems like so much stuff that has nothing to do with Disney, but makes so much of the stuff seem so loaded and unenjoyable. Where, like, I have to deal with, like, 30 years of, like, pent-up aggression from a bunch of weird fanboys uh, because they made a new movie. Like, it's, I, I can dislike Star Wars from the perspective that they're diluting a franchise and, and just running it into the ground. Again, that's from somebody who's not actually watched it and has no idea about the quality of it. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, Amazon? Oh, yeah. So, the last thing about this, so yeah, Echo Spot's discontinued. There's a new thing called an Echo Flex. Um, so they 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 did two uh, oddball things. They made a they made Echo Frames, Echo Loop, and Echo Buds. Have you checked out any of these? I totally forgot about the, the glasses. Frames. Yeah, because uh, have we talked on the show about those uh, Bose AR glasses? Uh, no, but ATP. I remember they did a big thing on those. Yeah, so these are similar. Where these are basically Bluetooth headphone glasses like i actually th- like this kind of like because everybody remembers google glass and how that was kind of a dud but i kind of think this idea is more likely to succeed even though it probably won't because it's kind of silly but like this is this this is intriguing that you have to like be picked for this right no, it's the same thing like when Oprah came out with the original well she didn't come out with the original echo but she kind of did a thing where you had to be invited to buy an original Amazon Echo. So I think they just they use the term invitation to basically just try to gauge interest when they're sending the order of how many of these things to make. And that's why it's kind of under their day one additions umbrella, because that's another term that Amazon's kind of diluting. So there's those. And then they also have, and I have, I, this one I have zero idea what the hell it is. It's called Echo Loop. And it's a smart ring. Oh, that's that's what this was. I remember the buds, but I didn't remember the loop. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what this little ring thing does. Like, why wouldn't you just have a smartwatch? Because it, it literally has a speaker in it. It's connecting to Bluetooth on your phone for a persistent data connection. And your ring talks to you? Like, the demo of this makes zero sense. Because I assume we're both watching the same video in silence. Where some lady's talking to her finger to turn on the lights as she's walking into her house. It's, it's really weird. The, mo- the most troubling thing is there's an image of 
a guy who's wearing this on his index finger. Is that the wrong finger? Is this the one with the, is this the one with the fake retro camera and like the olive green jacket? No, this is the one that's like this guy's like in a grocery store with I guess his daughter. Yeah. Very very upsetting to yeah, you know, to hmm. Yeah, I don't like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and it it too probably also charges over micro USB. Comes with no no, it actually comes with like a really cool charger. Well, I, I guess I don't know what it no, that, yeah, that is probably micro. That does look like, that looks like micro. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can't swim with it. If you're the kind of person that wants a ring that you can talk to in the middle of a restaurant, you seem like somebody who's swimming laps. See, this is the this is a great this is this falls into like the main criticism we have of the iPad, which is every use case that's shown in this video would just be easier to pull your phone out and do the same thing with instead of looking like a moron and talking no, into your no. hand. Ryan, how dare you? People are getting real work done on their echo loop. <laughs> they just prefer the way it works, man. OS 10 is too distracting. They need a ring computer to get their work done. I run my business on my ring. Um, and then lastly, and this is, we'll, we'll actually uh, transition out of this topic by talking about the Echo Buds. Did you see the Microsoft event from earlier today? Or did you see any of the recap of it? No, I did not. So you, you posted a link of like where Microsoft, I think your main thing was at Apple, not Apple. Microsoft is trying to pretend that Windows Phone 7 didn't happen. Right. Um, but yeah, they released something called uh, Surface Earbuds. Uh, you can oh, I saw room. there were there were some funny pictures of that going around. Yeah, and somebody made a joke on Twitter, and I can't, and I wish I could give him credit because, but I can't. I don't think I faved it. Where basically, the, like, or maybe maybe it was Ashley Mayer, but it was like, are you even really a tech company if you don't make your own earbuds? Like Samsung has the Galaxy Buds, Amazon now has the Echo Buds, um, Microsoft has Surface earbuds, and Apple has, of course, the very popular AirPods. Like, why does everybody need to make their own headphones? Why does everybody need to have a streaming television service in a set-top box? These are these are the questions of our time. Uh, I think the real question of our time is, uh, what's Hunter Biden up to? <laughs> Let's ask uh, China. Somebody, somebody, you get China on the phone. Still mad that wasn't the title of last week's episode. <laughs> Quick uh, sidebar. I was watching um, Thursday Night Football tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, two two quick sidebars. One <laughs> is there were just a ton of Apple TV Plus ads. There must Ugh. have been, I don't know, four or five of them throughout the game, all of different shows, um, like quick little trailers, like 15-second trailers. Um, but the other, the other sidebar um, is so the game was on Fox and they're doing this thing with Thursday Night Football now where if you have the Fox Sports app on your uh 4K Apple TV you can stream the game in 4K. Mhm. And it's it's actually really depressing because it 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 looks really really freaking good. I mean it's you know it it's not like watching a um like a UHD disc or anything like you still see a little bit of compression here and there, but it's, but it's pretty darn good. But then you go back to your cable and you're just like, Oh yeah, this is what TV normally looks like. But then like you look at Fox sports and like, Oh, this is what TV could look like. Yeah. But that's not fair 
because if every if every household was watching for uh, like th- there is not enough bandwidth for that to actually no, happen. No, I I get the no, I get the technical limitations. I'm just saying that it's it's just a bummer that we haven't overcome that hurdle yet. Because like it, like HD cable looks bad, like it really does. And I feel like the better TVs get, the more they highlight just how bad cable TV looks. Yeah, maybe we just need to uh, revive uh, Voom. <laughs> Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. What was it? I, I don't. I, I don't really couldn't even tell you much about it. It was a satellite TV service launched in the early two thousands that was only because there was no standard high definition content that they thought somebody was going to pay a hundred dollars a month to have a separate satellite box. Oh, that's right. That yeah. gave a bunch of specialty uh, content. Yeah, good times. Um, also on this, before we round out the Amazon stuff, where is Slack? Send you a link. Wait, nope, I'm in the wrong channel. I've been on the wrong channel all night. Um, this is interesting as more like stuff gets cord cuttery. Um, because the th- I was I was shopping on Amazon earlier today, and there was like on on the front page of Amazon, there's something about like we're broadcasting. TNF, which apparently means Thursday Night Football. Yeah, they. This is their second season where Amazon. Like it, it was Twitter the season before last, um, but then in the last couple of seasons, it's Amazon's been like the exclusive online streaming partner of. Uh, but it's only of like one or two games a year. Uh, it's more than that, but yeah, I don't think it's all of them. So then, what's the point? Because like you're not going to build habits where people are going to think, oh yeah, I get football from Amazon. I think it's 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 data collection and experimentation because the NFL rights are coming up in a couple of years, three years maybe. But aren't NFL rights also super super expensive? So I guess I, I like if you're not driving people to want to all like to think like I always get football from Amazon, like because I, I know Yahoo and Twitter have done this like what is the point of the money you're spending to just do like one off or onesie twosie games? Well, because I think Amazon is just kind of experimenting to see if maybe this is something they want to pursue further. Hmm. But yeah, apparently uh, it it's blacked out on sling TV for some reason. Is sling affiliated with dish? They are as, Oh, is this a carriage dispute? Yeah, there's been this whole um, dispute between Fox and Dish that's been going on because I've been seeing all these ads about how, like, if you're angry about not being able to watch your football on Fox and you're a Dish customer. It's like the it's like the the Dora thing. Right. Um, Okay, so a couple of new things quickly, hopefully. Have you read to do a return at Ikea? Yes, I have. So in a decade, I never have up until this week. Uh, because apparently Swedish measurements are not like American units. Like I, I, I was so upset, like so upset for having to go back and I'm never going to like ever be not nice to whoever I'm talking to, but there, I need another shelf for a built in, um, packs, uh, like wardrobe slash closet system. And I measured it and I measured exactly what I needed. And I went on the website and they're like, Oh yeah, we have it. And the website, the, the sizing is super weird. So it's 29 and seven eighths inches and 20 what was something something like that but then you get the actual product and um it measures exactly 28 inches so it's like almost two inches short so therefore it doesn't fit like it does it just doesn't attach to the railing thing 
So I go and bring it back. And when you go to Ikea, I like just in, in a decade, I've never had to do a return or exchange. It's just always fine or it's cheap enough where I just throw it out. Um, you have to get a number and it prints out exactly like the DMV down to the letter of like you're doing a return. So your number, I still have it in front of me because I was so mad. Uh, welcome to Ikea R5465. Please have a seat and wait to be called. It took me 28 minutes to uh, go return a $15 shelf. <laughs> and it wasn't just because, like, I, I don't care about the $15. Like, it was just because I, I need this, the shelf. Like, I want more. Like, I, I'm trying. I'm like, I'm cleaning up stuff. I have, like, a home organization project. I'm, like, con marrying my whole house. Like, it's 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 whatever. And I'm like, well, like, this this shelf says it's supposed to be 29 and 7 eighths inches. And it's, do you have a measuring tape? Like, it totally isn't. Can you help me exchange it? And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, we'll just place another order and it's fine. It's so weird. And then they grab another one and I'm like, can, can I borrow a measuring tape and just make sure this one's the right size? And no, this one's also like two inches short. And I was like, am, am I crazy? Like, what what is wrong with this? And it's like, yeah, no, there's 70 in the back and they're all like this. And I'm like, am I measuring it wrong? And he's like, I don't know. And that was it. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well, I kind of, well, so this this isn't the size it's supposed to. So... And they're like, oh yeah, so just can you just you just go over there and return it? And the guy was like, hey, like wait again. And I'm like, no, like they go get another number. Yes. Oh, <laughs> here's the deal. So I'm a very I'm an awkward person, but I'm I'm a very nice and pleasant person. And I was like, really? And like he says, yeah, it's whatever. I don't know. It's just that's what it is. And I like I kind of like I'm. I'm generally very good with customer service people where I'm just like, Hey, it, the new one's also this way. So I found the same person I talked to earlier. I'm like, seriously, can I just do like the world's fastest return? And she, and she helped me out. And that, that was very nice. But like, I have never been to the Ikea DMV just in the same way. I've never been to the Ikea as is section. And I think my life was better before that happened. Yeah. I, what was I returning? I was returning. Well, I remember you had an, uh, uh, an ordeal with Besta once. Well, yeah, actually, you know what? I think the one time I went was when we were living together. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I think I also made the mistake of doing the return like over Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know why, <laughs> but so like yourself. the store was a, <laughs> a mess. Um, and yeah, I was the same way where, you know, people who listen to the show know, know that we're Ikea fans. And so, well, maybe me more so than you, but well, I think we uh, like it for different ways. Like this is sure. my personal own Frozone quest, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, when I saw the return experience for the first time, it was like walking into a completely different store. Yeah, it was a huge bummer. Like, cause I, there's certain things I like about IKEA. Like, I still get all my candles from IKEA because, like, it's the like the best value you can possibly get. And there's some things that are still nice. Like, there's a couple of kitchen things I still will get there because it's you can spend like seven dollars. So you're the whole point is you have to not buy the super cheap IKEA crap. But there's like a mid and a high tier that's actually very good, and where you can get something that's like eight dollars in the IKEA kitchen section that's equivalent to something that's like twenty five at Sur La Table or something. So, um, yeah, so that was a bummer. So I, I emailed Ikea customer service two days ago, still no response. So I would still like to find the fucking shelf I need. Uh, but apparently that's not uh, going to be possible anytime soon. Um, all right. Time for one more. Um, do you have anything that's urgent or do you want to talk about tech regulation and my gal Liz for a minute? 
Is this is this really going to be a short topic? I think so. We're we're at an hour and fifteen. I think we make this ten minutes or less. Okay. <laughs> Unless there's something else that's uh, jumping out at you. Uh, no, I I have not had the the chance to um, have my Tesla remotely try to crash itself yet. Um, oh my god. Okay. But can you put a link in the show notes to the Jalopnik article? Um, that somehow that is somewhere. Yeah, it, it's in there. Um, oh my god, the smart summon stuff. So, um, so I I, I got the uh, version ten update. Is it because you bought the full? You, you bought the premium package. Well, no. As remember, I so I have the what they used to call enhanced autopilot, which they don't sell anymore. Um, because what they did was, I don't know, six months after I bought mine or something, they took away enhanced autopilot. They brought a bunch of features from that and rolled those into the full self-driving package and then made kind of like a more basic version of autopilot standard with all, all Teslas. So I'm kind of grandfathered into this like middle ground between regular autopilot and full self-driving and the smart summon is one of those features that used to be part of the enhanced autopilot that is now part of the full self-driving package so do you do you because you have that partial package do you also get put into like the priority software update release pool or no well well, i apparently sort of because um the update started rolling out i think like maybe the day we started recording last week or something um and i got the update over the weekend and they they had said that they were going to roll it out i I thought like starting maybe this week so i i don't know like there's also this setting with tesla now with software updates where you can um indicate whether you want updates more quickly or whether you kind of want to wait and i'll bet you can guess which one i picked Hmm. um (laughs) so that might be part of why i got it early too but um, but yeah, anyway, I, I've, I've got version 10 on my car now and, um, potentially this weekend and there's, I've, I've actually got like real stuff I want to get done, but potentially this weekend, <laughs> um, the lady friend says that she knows, um, a parking lot that would be em- <laughs> empty on the weekend that I could just go. Oh, okay. Cause I feel like I need, I need to see it, but I'm like only going to do it in the absolute safest most controlled conditions <laughs> so i need i need like an empty park and ride parking lot or something okay so hold on so one we have a show title called the lady friend knows a parking lot so <laughs> and if if you don't pick that one i'm going to go into the cms and change it um uh but that that's no fun like because you can't use this feature if there's nothing on the line like sure, I, I I have no doubts that the feature, if you just took it to like the Mill Valley Park and Ride or something, like if it was three hundred feet away, it would drive to you. But the whole point is if it if you're gonna be like one of the people on like the Jalopnik article where it ran into the dude's garage or almost <laughs> causes some dude in an Acura SUV to like T bone you, like I I think if there's nothing on the line, then it's basically which which is what it, the feature is right now uh like uh, a 5000 pound rc car like i have no i have no doubts that it's going to come to you but that's that's not the point well that's that's the that's all i want to see uh well you you could do that at your house right now i wouldn't even trust it doing it in my driveway <laughs> uh 
what what does that say about what you put your faith in? Like, I mean, like, like because, well, like, I, I, the reason, like, the reason I bring that up is like that's kind of talking about the same level of uh, confidence and um, trust you'd have in uh, any of the. Do they still call it autopilot, or do they back away from that name? No, it's still called autopilot. Yeah, like it's the same stuff where everybody's like, "Haha, it doesn't work." But also, isn't that the stuff that basically like tries to negotiate traffic and freeway junctions at seventy miles an hour? I like, I don't know. It's yeah, but it's it's, it's different though because you're. I'm, well, I mean, if you're using it properly, which I do, well, you're supposed to be taking a nap in the back, like all those <laughs> Tesla <laughs> YouTube people. Yeah. No. But when you're when you're using it properly, you're you know you're behind the wheel. You've got your hands on the wheel. You're legitimately ready to take over at any time. Which when I use autopilot, that's how I am. But if I'm, you know, three hundred feet away from my car, and the only way that I have to give it any kind of commands is through my phone, that's there's so many more things that can go wrong as part of that interaction. So I have a question: when you're using whatever version of autopilot is shipping now. Does the car let you know what it intends to do before you do it? Like, is there any warning where it's like, I'm going to try to change lanes in the next two seconds? Yes. Oh, well, then that's, is there a way to basically like hit like the turn signal stock or something to be like, no, don't do that? Yes. How do you, what what, what do you do? Uh, you, um, I think there actually is a way to signal that on the, um, uh, the, turning stock i get i get i think there is but there's also an option just to tap something on the screen which is typically what i do okay um but yeah i know it gives you um ample ample warning like if it's gonna change lanes um and it, it actually even explains like why it's changing lanes so it'll say you know moving into a faster lane or it'll say moving out of a passing lane or it'll say changing lanes kind of like in preparation of a freeway change is this spoken out loud or is this just indicated on the dashboard or in the center? You might, you might be able to have it spoken out loud. I, I have all the navigation audio stuff turned off. Um, I don't I don't like turn by turn directions with voice. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> um, but then it, it there is also a setting in there, too, like specifically with lane changes where you can tell it basically like how aggressive you want it to be. So like. Mm-hmm. If you, oh, yeah, we, we've talked about this. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty smart. Okay. Well, that was supposed to be a five second topic, and it didn't happen, but it's okay. All right, back to back to uh, tech regulation in uh, Elizabeth Warren. So, do do you see this? Uh, this this was making the rounds earlier in the week. This CNBC clip. Uh, I try to make it a point to not watch anything Jim Cramer's on, but that's a good life strategy. I should, <laughs> I should take you up on that um so no i've not seen this yeah so and this was actually in the, but they had uh james faber on they, there was a, he's, he's talking to two qualified people um but yeah it's like i don't understand why people who like don't want her to succeed would ever say stuff like this in public because doesn't that, that just f- feeds into her whole message like to the like to literally she has like this thing on Twitter where she's dunking on people saying I'm Elizabeth Warren and I approve this message. Like the same thing where like Zuckerberg uh does this whole thing where somebody leaks audio of like a company all hands where he's talking about uh like what happens if um Warren or somebody who's kind of hostile to our industry tries to regulate us, like what do we do? And then Casey uh Casey Newton of The Verge had a whole thing that I think you shared on on the Slack 
um, where there were uh, audio clips pulled out of it of him responding to that and his whole thing is that um, that he he thinks that uh, be, that they should never be regulated and uh, government doesn't know what they're doing and uh, we wouldn't be able to do all the good work we're doing if we didn't have the skill that we have and because of this we're able to blah 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 blah. So I guess my question is, do you think? Um, the increased focus on regulation of big tech that is not explicitly an Elizabeth Warren concept, but I think in the post 2016 Cambridge Analytica, um, like data breach, like Equifax lifestyle that we're living in now, do you think the regulation uh, and scrutiny of big tech is warranted? Uh, why or why not? I do think it's warranted. Um, I worry about our government's ability to be able to effectively execute on ideas like this. I just think there's a general lack of expertise and lack of understanding. So let me ask you, do you think Facebook should have been allowed to purchase WhatsApp? Uh, In retrospect, probably not, no. Do you think Facebook should have been allowed to purchase Instagram? No. Do you think uh, the government should uh, be allowed to undo those mergers? How often does that happen? Uh, when, was, when did Standard Oil happen? <laughs> and and uh, the dissolution like, of the model like system? AT, like, yeah, I was going to say like AT&T, right? Or like what kind of what became AT&T? Well, but you saw the whole uh, Terminator thing with AT&T, right? Or how kind of like it, 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 it because of the uh, lax regulatory environment, it basically like the Terminator reformed itself. And basically, sure, 9x and the split that led to the creation of Verizon. Um, like, sure, like the East Coast operations kind of split off, but mo- for the most part, um, like Quest and uh, Southwestern Bell and Pacific Bell all basically became AT&T over the course of 15 years again. So, I mean, yeah, so so uh, company split-ups and, and breakups have happened in the past. But, yeah, I'm just curious of what people adjacent to tech feel is the best strategy and if they think this is a good idea because i think she's getting a lot of like because she's kind of the the champion of all this because i think bernie probably thinks a lot of a lot of similar things but he just can't articulate it well where she kind of can where she's able to convey the fact that big tech and to a lesser degree um because it seems like bernie's way more against um business sort of like i guess you don't have to go on the record about this but what do you feel do you think elizabeth warren is bad for business no good and i I guess i'll maybe i'll i'll specifically say i think that the two things that i um think about with tech that i think are troublesome is um i think the ad business now with facebook and google um, I forget what percentage they're up to now, but the percentage of the ad revenue industry that they control is, is insane. Re- really, really um, alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I have a really, really big issue with, and this this goes back to the um, interview between Jack Dorsey and Bill Simmons from a while back, where basically like the takeaway from that interview and really every interview he's given and Zuckerberg does the same thing, which is basically just kind of like, yeah, you know, we create this platform and like, yeah, you know, we, like we want it to be 
a happy place that people can go and feel safe and all this. But yeah, we don't really know how to like fix all that like negative stuff that comes up there. Like we're thinking about it really hard, but we don't, you know, we're not really sure. <sighs> Put a pin in that for real quick. This is, I'm going to give an impromptu chef special with this. Um, there's a, a book that I think everybody should read called uh, Ruined by Design uh, by Mike Montero of Mule Design. Um, it's really good at explaining how that excuse that Dorsey and a lot of other people give is absolute horseshit. Where if you're building a company from scratch, if you actually hire the right people and don't just focus on having 10x growth every single year and you actually try to think about the decisions and the products that you're putting out there that kind of stuff doesn't happen or you can build a product that tries to design around the worst parts of human behavior if you're only focused on increasing page views and that kind of stuff you're going to lead to the cesspool and garbage fire that is twitter right now so like that that whole thing is is insane where either you have willful ignorance where like Facebook's just like, oh yeah, we woke up and then this whole thing is apparently just like killing democracy and giving everybody like weird little echo chambers that they're getting fake news for and there's no real way to police it because in the past nobody's had this level of audience to spread disinformation. And oops, what do we do now? I don't know. Where like, sure, those are different problems, but my like, I guess greater question here is like, it, it, I think your point is extremely valid where is the government actually able or qualified to um, regulate this effectively or is it just going to be something dumb where we end up with um, well actually, I don't want to say GDPR is dumb but I think it's it for a lot of stuff is kind of like a blunt instrument like you remember the thing last year where basically every single service you ever signed up for sent you an email saying we're updating our privacy policy <laughs> yeah like stuff like that where like I wish like I think I mean I pref- I would prefer that we're doing something rather than nothing but I like I am always worried and concerned because like you know how Silicon Valley kind of tends to lean in like this weird like libertarian utopian type of thinking is that fair? Yes. Thank you. Uh you said that very cautiously but I appreciate it. Um where I think a lot of times regulation is good and is basically letting people to, to continue to get screwed um, and inequality to run rampant. Like, I don't think regulation and common sense uh, reforms are a bad thing. And anybody who will rally against a candidate or somebody who basically thinks that, you know what, like, actually, there is a job like the job of government is to provide for the common welfare of everybody who exists inside of a society and basically, if you're not of the opinion of let's do whatever causes the most business activity to happen, that that somehow makes you a communist. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's where I'm just I'm super curious about the reactions to people who want a either will turn a blind eye and be an enabler for the current president will look for a super moderate choice that they feel won't rock the boat, but will just be less racist or somebody who's fairly progressive like Elizabeth Warren. Cuz like you're still you're still fairly on board with Joe, right? Or you think that um a center left person is probably the best strategy or has that been changing? I think a center left strategy is still the right one, but I don't think there's You you think do you think Joe's kind of it's, it's falling apart? I I mean, I don't know. I've I think I said this last time we talked about it. I'm I'm not really in love with anybody yet. 
Yeah, I think you might think you might come around to, to Elizabeth Warren because here's here's my here's my my elevator pitch for Elizabeth Warren. Like, I think the concept of somebody like her who will impose like this looming fear of regulation that in and of itself will improve behavior. And even if she has what are kind of extreme progressive views in some way, definitely less than Bernie, but uh, still kind of extreme are going to get watered down and tempered that actually create meaningful change because like she's not going to immediately have this super left of center houses of Congress. But if you go with somebody who's like a moderate, like a Biden who doesn't actually really believe in much, you're going to get weird, like center left ideas proposed that get mutated by the far right and become center right policies. And we're just going to end up in the Bush years. So I don't know, like I like I just feel like Elizabeth Warren won't be as successful as she would want to be, but I think whatever watered down policies come from her leadership, based off the fact that you do have to compromise, even though Mitch McConnell's is a, is a shitbag, like I think that's probably the best we can hope for. Well said. All right, chef specials. Let's do it. So I'm keeping mine short and sweet. Dark mode on iOS 13. Love it. Give me, give me more, give me, give me all the dark mode. So I haven't used it much. What happens if you have an app? Cause I've been like, whenever you look at the release notes uh, from the app store, you'll see, Oh, introducing dark mode. What happens if you have somebody who doesn't have like uh, proper dark mode graphics and assets in their app? I think it just looks the same as it did before. Oh, so it's just kind of a jarring change. Just like an all white UI. Yeah. 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 I love, I love dark mode across all all my devices more more dark mode please yeah good um and you said screen quality on iphone 11 pro is a little bit better or you're still not in love with it uh yeah my the my screen i thought the iphone 10 and 10s both of those phones the screen felt too warm to me the the iphone 11 pro max that i have the screen does not feel as warm feels feels nicer uh did i already make goose game a uh, chef special i thought you did last week yeah yeah in case i didn't i'm gonna double down on it and i'm gonna ask that you include a tweet in the show notes uh, i think it's pretty good uh we'll leave it unsaid and people can just uh I'll give it'll force people to read the descriptions i read each week um yeah beyond that i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna pick amazon go uh, uh, they've introduced like I think like there's now up to six locations in San Francisco for Amazon Go it's still a really really cool experience and even though it's just a pet project that's probably hemorrhaging money uh, for Jeff Bezos I think it's really neat I I walked by one with the lady friend I don't know last week or the week before Mm -hmm. Um, and she she had heard about them before because I think I I had mentioned like the first time I went um and when i was kind of pointing it out to her her reaction was just like well so like but what's the point I'm like well what do you mean she's like well why like why is that better than just like you know like any other convenience store did you have an answer not really no it's it's the the frictionless part of it i think if amazon and this isn't an original idea if somebody if amazon got permission to put an amazon go inside of sfo or like every terminal at lax i think people would it would make way more sense where you you just pass through security you're pissed off because you take off your shoes because you forgot which line was pre-check like it's it's 
stuff like that where you just you want a bottle of water except it's sfo so you can't buy a bottle of water and you just want to get out and go and you can just tap your thing and you can grab your can of spindrift and you can be on your way and everybody's happy like it's it's the in, in total lack of friction I don't like, and once you scale this up to be like an entire grocery store, like what about a Home Depot that you could just grab the the th- three things you need and just walk out? Like that'd be amazing. Like it's it's a proof of concept, but I think it to- like hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting that you you aren't entirely sold on it either. I, th- I mean, I think it's it's fine, but I I don't think it's. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it's changing the world, but I, th- yeah, I'm I'm still pretty, pretty uh, bullish on that whole idea. I guess I also just think specifically with Amazon's Go, it just the selection in there is just kind of eh, it's fine, but it's not great. Yeah, there needs to be some more work in there or work on the prepared foods, but they again because they are the ones who introduced me to Spindrift, uh, literally can do no wrong. <laughs> Amazon Go, not Amazon proper amazon proper has a lot wrong with it 